Welcome to your typical Shonen protagonist. He's Kai, I'm Kells, and today we're talking about none other than Naruto. The Chunin prelims, because there's just so much to this arc. Uh, first off, Kai, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, happy to revisit a classic throughout this, um, I guess, whole classic that we are revisiting of Naruto, if that makes sense. Yeah, man, like, looking back at this show, it's like you can kind of see the, the the creases and the crevices and the seams of the production from a week-to-week thing. But equally, you look back and you go, oh, yeah, that shit right there is the reason why I remember this so well. Um, it w- It's great to be in this arc that just means so much to the show. Yeah, and, you know, people, like, say that the tuning exams is one of the best tournament arcs like ever and to be in shonen you basically have to have at least one tournament arc so for all the vast shows that have a tournament arc for naruto og naruto mind you to have one of the best is high praises and i think you know i think it lives up to those praises totally um i can't recall a single fight where i wasn't really invested uh certainly with the prelims, the 1v1s at the end of our little section here, um, all of those are incredibly memorable. Even like Choji, which yes. I didn't spend the time watching, but still like Choji's fight with the Sound Ninja, like I remember that. Yes, that and one that was like crazy for me was Sakura and Eno's fight because like when... It's like one of those where it like it didn't really mean anything, but it meant so much. You know what I mean? Like, yes, it, it didn't mean anything really because like the, what the outcome was like, the outcome was a draw. Nobody won. And we'll get into that. But like them going at it meant so much to them and like to you, the viewer about them. And it was like one of the chances to see Sakura actually be fucking cool. Like yeah. she gets two scenes in this arc. One in the forest of death, when she cuts off her hair, which we will get into. And the other, when she's like, all right, you know, you slapped me in the face. Nah, we're not doing this shit. Come at me for real. It's just great. It was good shit, bro. It was like in like there's some like, you know, like you cut your hair. I can cut my hair, too. What now? I'm just like, oh, God. Oh, God. Man, so let's uh, let's get into kind of like the flow of the tuning exam. So like we open up and, you know, everybody's got to agree. It's got to be a team of three. They roll up to the exams and the first test is a written test. And all of the ninja per team are broken up, like just plotted randomly throughout the room. However, they each graded as a team. Yeah, and if we're being technical, like, before they even got to the test, there was a test. Like, getting to the test was part of the test. Yes, because there were proctors that were, you know, pulling genjutsu, thinking they were just being some, you know, bullies trying to keep people from getting where they needed to go. But it wound up, nah, it's a ploy. If you didn't know you weren't where you needed to be, you can't, how can you even make it to the test in general? Which yes. was like funny. And that scene was like important because that's when we're like, oh, wow, like 
who are these people? Like, and man, <laughs> my favorite part is like Sasuke realizing that his sharing gun ain't shit. Like, <laughs> when Rock Lee just kind of <laughs> owns him, and then Rock Lee's like, I'm not even the strongest. Like, I'm just. Oh my God. So, yeah, that challenge, Rock Lee being like, Sasuke Uchiha, I will fight you right now before we get to the test. Man, Rock Lee is the reason for everything that happens in the next 500 episodes of Naruto, right? If he didn't challenge Sasuke and kick the shit out of him and Naruto, Sasuke wouldn't have been down the path of Orochimaru. Sasuke wouldn't have been like, snake love is the answer. Yeah, he wouldn't have been a whole bitch. No, but he had to go and get Sasuke motivated and put in the hard work beyond just his natural talent. And now we wind up where we are in a hot fucking mess. Thanks, Rockley. You gotta love it, man. But it was lit, though. It was. It was a whole vibe. So, like, it's. Yeah, seeing seeing somebody come through and Millie Rock, like everybody. Yeah, and then the yeah. Toad. I think that was the first summoning that we saw as well, um, when the guy summoned uh, that turtle. Yeah, probably, probably. Uh, then we never saw that shit. Uh, no, we we saw the we saw the dogs. Oh yeah, the Ninja Hounds. Uh, true. Yeah, of course. But and, I mean, equally. Yeah. So we move on. Just from like that. seeing this. Just yeah. Go ahead. No, you get just seeing like a whole ass talking turtle, and you're like, "What?" Which does nothing. But yeah, uh, moving moving on, we get yeah. into the test itself. Yeah, which is whole wild because like it's purposely a hard test. Like, and I think there's what ten questions. I think there was something like that. Um, and if you leave like two blank, you fail, or if something happens, you fail. If you get caught cheating, you fail. It's like really strenuous circumstances and you see everybody's like specific trait to that. Like, this is what I really like about Naruto. It's like the nitty gritty of being a ninja showing you there's more to being a ninja than just murking someone. You have to have these skills. You have to be you have to embody swift sneakiness, being not being able to get caught and retain information like. So it was pretty cool, like. Um, <laughs> I think the most BS one though was like Sasuke like I'm gonna copy his pencil strokes. I'm like, bro, nah, man. I I had it when Tintin had those mirrors around the light bulb. Like, look how the how the fuck are the Proctors not seeing that shit? That wasn't mm-hmm. there before. <laughs> Lee, like, adjust your headband when you can see it, girl. Come on. <laughs> I'm like Lee, that was the only time you see Lee's headband on his head. I'm just like, and it's like, did anybody have a plan to cheat? It was kind of wild because like, they didn't really know that they were gonna go into that cheating. They just kind of had the wherewithal to make a plan. And you had like Neji, who again, badass character, is like, yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and like use my Biaku gun. And I guess Hinata was, like, smart enough to not have to use hers. But. Man, I'm curious what her score came out to. But, like, mm-hmm. equally, Neji just x-rayed through that man in front of him. Yeah, and you know it was extra dirty, because you know Neji was probably smart enough to know what was going on, too. He just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> like, 
because yeah, he's a genius. <laughs> like it said multiple times, he's a genius. You know that man knew the answers, but like, eh, I'll just cheat. Like, it's easier, man. Then Conqueror adding a whole ass like sentinel to the group and being like, if these people are so smart, how come they didn't know if there was a whole extra like proctor here? And he made a cheat sheet and went and like gave that like the tiniest. It was just so many feats like and I was here for everybody finding ways to cheat. And like it was just a fun like but also like really bad. It's like a psychological badass moment. Yeah. And like shout out to Naruto and Hinata like Hinata being like, yo, dude. Look at my shit. It's cool. And I'd have been like, hell yeah, man, let's do it. And then realizing that maybe if he gets caught because he's a, like a terrible ninja, like she'll get nicked for it and being like, no, it's cool. I ain't worried about it. And like, like early on, like that's the real thing that sticks with me. Rewatching this is like. He not is a real one. Yeah. The entire time, this entire arc, he is the realist. And, like, people whose name I don't want to drop, but it might be Zog. This is a test to see if he listens to this podcast. But who say that, like... You know he doesn't. Hinata's was just a stalker the whole time and ended up with him because of lazy writing. I'm like, did you even watch Naruto? Like, she was there for this man the whole time. But, okay. Now, was she square stalking him? Yeah. But... Who else was giving him ointment after he got, you know, Millie rocked? Yeah. Kind of beat up during that one scene. Who also had ointment for her own teammate? Bruh, it's not just a Naruto obsession. Like, she's a real one. Mm hmm. And who also had. Yeah. But. Who also had what? I was going to say, who also had the fit? Like. The fuzzy jacket, man. That was I was like, how's she out here living her life in this? Like Naruto fit was crazy because I'm like, y'all ain't ready for no type of environmental changes, but here we go. Bro, y'all y'all ain't sand ninja for nothing. <laughs> I know, right? I'm just like but Naruto got the tracksuit, Hinata got the hoodie. Yeah, like Eno got the bandages on her legs and just the open midriff. I'm like, okay, you know, like she ready, bro. Yeah, Shikamaru ain't he? he got like the the whatever type of shirt that is, like the whole like thing. But Shikamaru got too smart for me, bro. Yeah, his outfit, his tactics, too smart for me. True. But, like, one of the funny things with this test was, like, it was increasingly harder with the question, so it forced you to cheat, which was, like, the real test. Yeah. Except for the last question that was given 15 minutes before the end, which was, hey, either you accept the question or you don't and you fail. And that was the last question to see what you'll do. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what you actually did in the cheating portion. If you wussed out beforehand, you failed anyway. Yeah, no, that was wild. And the him just being like, I just passed an idiot who didn't answer a single question. Like, it was a whole... Yeah, man, because 
we we see with Lee, you know, that that's the whole point. Like, you don't have to be good at one skill as long as you've got the heart and can like pull it out. Lee is the true hard worker of the series, in all honesty. Like, it's not Yes, harder than Naruto. Yes, it's not um what's his who's yeah, it's not Naruto. It's Lee is the true hard work, pays off guy. So that's that's what I rock with. But moving on till the next part of the tuning exams, and by far Yeah man. The hypest part for me, the forest the of death. Forest of death, yes. This is when Naruto, like, in my opinion, this is when we knew Naruto was going to be goaded. And, like, this is, to me, the best part of Naruto, including, like, the Shibuden part. Like, I love Shibuden, but, like, this OG Naruto, when they first pulled up to the Forest of Death and we saw what it was about, like, we saw Emochimaru's neck, we saw Anko in that outfit, we saw... Like, <laughs> dudes, like, crawling out of trees and shit. And I was like, what? Like, okay. Yeah, man. Bruh. To- I, I, I 100% agree with you. Like, the Forest of Death was really where things got real. Like, you had the, the scenes in the prologue where, you know, you, you had, like... um Zabuza and Kakashi going at it and it got real and Zabuza's like climax was cool. Mm-hmm. But like this is where you really felt the urgency and peril of the ninja life that you didn't get elsewhere. Like just a test can murder you. Yes, like this is where they're like, okay, a bunch of murder is going to happen. Like and you're like, who's going to make it out? Like, you know, is our team going to be okay? Like, what's going to happen? And then I really enjoyed seeing, like, just the pure, like, struggle. And this is the, this was, like, people always ask me, you know, they're like, static, why don't you like Boruto? Like, well, really, it's just dog. He's like, why don't you like Boruto? Boruto and Naruto are the same thing. I was like, Boruto did not give no. me... Like this, it doesn't, it didn't give me this like sense of like fear or death. Like there was no any of this. Like, yes, they had shooting exams, but it was like kind of juvial. Like, but it was nowhere near this. There was nowhere near the grit in all of just any of this. And like, people are like, oh, well, you know, Burrito, blah, 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 is not meant to be that. I was like, yes, it's not meant to be that. And I'm looking for that. But regardless, you know, the forest of death is its own not being compared to anything is wild. Because you learn about Orochimaru, who I really thought was going to be a big bad of the whole series. Um, this is when uh, Sasuke starts his path to Looney Town. And power. <laughs> For real. Like, this is when we... And that, that whole fight with Orochimaru, like, the entire time. Like, where, where Sasuke tries real hard and then still gets fucked and Naruto comes through and is like, 
callback to when I was a scaredy cat in front of the big snake. Yes. when That, that whole thing, man. That whole thing. Yes, he was like, what? Are you scared? That was wild. That was really wild. And I was 100% here for that. Um, Like the fact that. the Like you said, the fact that we got to see. Like the other squads, too, like what they were out here doing. And Lee came to the rescue for Sakura against the sound ninja. And and got murked. Yes, like, which is wild as well, because you find out, like, if Lee had really been trying, he probably would have waxed those guys. But I think but he was so fatigued. Cost, you know? Yeah. 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 And the fact we also saw, you know, we saw Gara for the first time and his sand coffin when those rain ninjas. That's the other thing. This guy, the rain ninja dude, Man. I cannot get over. He looked like he was a whole 40 years old. I'm like, <laughs> no way. <laughs> this you, is a kid. You out here playing. There was a uh, a ninja in the front row of the, the written test with a whole ass mustache, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's. I was like, I now mean. We, now I got this rain ninja out here, you know. Looking like he's been through the rain wars or something. Come take the tuning exam just cause. And then get murked. Mm-hmm. Like. And. This, you know about the age thing. That does bring me to a point though. That Naruto and Sasuke. Said screw a ranking. We're just going to be the strongest. Shinobi to ever exist. Because technically. They're both still getting. Because they never went through the process. Of the tuning exams. Wait, really? Yeah. Like, Sasuke became a rogue ninja. And just kept no beginning. Cap. And Naruto was too busy trying to save the world and save Sasuke and everything. Like, because at the end of the fourth great war, he was still a beginning. Like, every guy's tuning exams. And then... Bro. Like... Hold on. Yeah. You gonna make me look this shit up. True facts. It's going to hit me with the, he's he's Hokage. It doesn't matter what he is. Yeah, man. I'm telling you. It was. Wow. Yeah. Part one. Whole ass Genin. Man. Mm-hmm. Like, but that just goes to show it really doesn't matter. Yeah. It really doesn't. If you can, because if you're being technical, probably most of the big bads. Well, No. Orochimaru is a Sanin, which is like a special rank created just for the other Sanin. So you can't really argue that, but you did have Kabuto, which never mind that hasn't happened yet. Um but Yeah, Kabuto's failed out of the exam like seven times now. Yeah. But, like, he is clearly the strongest of Orochimaru's, like, henchmen so far. Yeah. He doesn't need the exam. He doesn't yeah. need the rank to, you know, be be a spy like he is. Um, Now, on, on the point about Sakura, like, this is really where we finally get to see her step it up and, like, do something cool. So, after the fight with Orochimaru... Naruto and Sasuke are out of it. Sasuke's got the curse mark now, and he's like got a fever and whatnot. 
Naruto's down for the count. And she's like, the only thing I can do is hide them in this tree and like hope no one comes by. But of course, the sound ninja come by because they're Orochimaru's henchmen. And then we get into the fight where Lee has to come in and help, but it doesn't really do anything. Um, and like the girl sound ninja has Sakura by the hair and she's like, fuck this shit. I'm gonna just cut it off. And it's like this big moment. Like the act of cutting off her own hair is not like that big of a deal, but it is like a really big deal in terms of like the show. And you feel like it is. It's not like she took a kunai to the leg. It's like she just cut off her hair. But it's like really a big deal because she's doing something here, man. Yeah, and it's like it's symbolic, too, because I believe like her hair was a big part of her personality because I heard Sasuke likes long hair, um, you know, like so that was her reason for growing off her long hair and everything. But then when she cut it off, it was kind of like, hey, you know, this is. Like symbolic of her knowing, like I'm gonna do this for me. Like I cannot just, you know, continue to live for Sasuke. I gotta do my own stuff. Like I have to protect Naruto and Sasuke now. It's kind of like it was kind of like very symbolic, and yeah, I I rode with that. Also, it was like the way she did it was dope. Like she just took Kanoi out, and I was like, okay, go ahead. Like, when the sound ninja was like, that's not going to do anything against me. And you were like, oh, shit, it wasn't for her. Mm-hmm. Like, so I definitely love Sakura's moment in that. And her, like, trying stuff, too, and actually seeing her use Genjutsu and other things. I'm like, okay, okay, girl. Like, and then her being like, yo, I'm, I'm weak as shit. I got to get stronger. I was like, you do. And she did. Yeah, man. But in that Eno fight, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, that was really like the main parts of the Forest of Death. Like it kind of goes concurrently with them finding out about Orochimaru outside of the test and going like, what the fuck is he doing here? He's like an S tier villain. We have a murder on site order. What is he doing here at this like test? Yeah, and then you find out, like, as well, that he's got, like, Ankano, like, or Anko, not Ankano, that's a different series. He's got Anko. She was a cursed user as well, because she was his yeah. assistant when he was in the village. And you're like, okay, there's levels to this. And that, like, them building those levels is kind of the exciting part, because you're like, not only do we have Naruto just trying his hardest... We also have, like, the rest of our our Genin hustling their ass off with their own problems. But also, like, it, it all goes deeper than that because this shit's been going on long before them. And the evil that is currently stirring has existed forever. It's like, how deep does this go? But them teasing it incrementally throughout this is the exciting part. Like, yeah, and it's just a whole, it's the way it's just, like, done with the music, because that's also, like, the OST in the Forest of Death is really on point as well, like, 
the strings, the sounds, just everything. Like it just comes together to give you that overall experience of like this is a whole very eerie, creepy part of like the ninja world. Yeah, man. Like that's the one thing about Naruto is its soundtrack is iconic. You you know every single song that happens. And you kind of know every single vibe that they want you to feel when it comes on. But it's so good that you're like, all right, so it's the Naruto's being a dumbass scene this time. And it's Naruto's being a dumbass while comical scene this time. And it's the time to get serious because you can hear the drum beats and the chants thing going on. Mm-hmm. But like it all it all works. Yeah, it's like. It's it's probably one of the better OSTs in Naruto, I would say. Um, I actually listened to it like a year ago. Not like I've listened to it before, but a year ago I was just like, I want to listen to the June exams like Arc OST or Force of Death. And I'm just like, yeah, this gets me hype, gets my blood boiling. Like, and what is that like? You know the one I'm talking about when like Orochimaru's theme, which I feel like is one of the best villain themes, like in anime personally. When it's got like that woman mm-hmm. singing and it's like all the, I'm like okay, okay, I feel that. Just spooky as hell. Mm-hmm. And that, like they do Orochimaru so well by making him this just scary motherfucker. Like him, the he looks face at villain. you. Yeah, he looks at you and you cannot control. Like I don't even know if he does anything. He just looks at you and you freeze in terror. And that goes all the way up, bro. Like, we're talking not only Sasuke paralyzed in fear, but later on, we get Kakashi being like, what the fuck did I say? I said one of us would die here. Who did I think I was talking about? One of us. Mm-hmm. Man. Like, he... Woo! And he when he peeled off his face like that, I'm like, he gotta stop doing this. Mm-hmm. Man, gotta stop doing this. But <clears throat> going into the preliminaries, which were they were okay. They were like, if I'm ranking everything, it's Forest of Death number one for me. Preliminaries number two. Exam. Really? Yeah. Only, only because, like, I feel like the preliminaries had moments where the Forest of Death was a constant like roller coaster ride like those episodes felt like they went by a lot faster than the preliminary episodes but the preliminaries were still good don't get me wrong like sure. overall it was sure. all great but um like i fit of course we had the just get it out of the way fights which was um sasuke versus your yori the dude who was kabuto's um teammate like basically a father fight just kind of happened to like set the mood. I was like, okay. Yeah. Which, you know, Sasuke still got murked mostly by this, um, like unnamed ninja, like really, but you know, he pulled it out. He set the tone and you know, you can't open too, too strong when you have like eight fights to go through. Yeah. 
And then I believe it was Shino versus the sound guy after that. Uh, uh no. Maybe. Let's talk about that one though. He just it, it's same vibe. Yeah. You know? He showed up. He No, it was yeah, Shino versus the sound guy, which was kind of cool. Like that I think this is the fight that really kind of like also shows how violent Naruto can be. Like they don't show a lot of gore. But like they don't shy away from like we're going to blow his arms up. Yeah, like we broke his arms in the last section. Now we're just going to blow him out this one. Yeah, it was it was so wild, bro. It was like so he uses his bugs, his bugs getting there, and his like Taijutsu's not bad either. Like she knows out here doing work and just kind of easily advances to the next round. But it was it was interesting because I thought Home Dude couldn't use his arms at all. So the answer was he shouldn't have. Yeah. But. Bruh, do you know what happened to Zaku though? What happened to Zaku? So I didn't know this until recently. It's kind of foreshadowing the next episode, but he was totally um, one of the dead people. Like basically, Rochimaru had to kill him to summon, use a, um, what's the dude to call it to bring back the first and second Hokage. Really? Yeah, on the roof in the next mini arc. Man. Used in the dead demon consuming seal. Mm hmm. Wow. Like, what it, a tragic way to go. Like, Orochimaru does not give a fuck about anybody. <laughs> he really doesn't. It's, it's sad. But, you know, you live and you learn and you get turned into a husk puppet. So. But. Yes. Well, he loses and then he dies. So, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> While uh, Shino goes on to be Boruto's like homeroom teacher. Yeah. Which one is better? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like she, I don't know. I feel like Shino was holding the Boruto series, honestly. I feel like he could have been like a major asset of the police force or something. Like, he had a really cool ability being able to control bugs, like reconnaissance, like. Like, team... Lord, what team was he a part of? Um, Team 9 or 8 or something? But, team 8? Yeah, I think it was Team 8. Team like, eight. Yeah, they were the best reconnaissance team, like, in the Leaf. So I'm like, I'm going to give that up just to, like, literally, they, the, the only one that does something is Kiba, which is wild, because Hinata got regulated to be a housewife. She knows was a teacher. So now... now. Oh, that's bad. I'm not Hinata saying did Hinata did some cool shit in her day. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, but you know it was short lived because I still Wait, think you mean in Boruto she doesn't do anything cool. No, she doesn't do anything at all. She retired. Hinata's coming out like Chi Chi Man. I'm calling it. Oh we no, might almost, almost be done with Boruto. I don't know where we are in Boruto, but like she coming to save the day. Boruto gonna be tripping on some bullshit as like a rogue ninja. She gonna come out here like Chi Chi, slap the shit out of both him and whatever villain he's fighting. And that's what it's gonna take to win the day. I hope. I really hope. Because they just <laughs> sidelined her so hard. 
and it's so sad. So sad. But um speaking of getting sidelined, Conqueror up against another one of these like Orochimaru goons that can like manipulate his body and become like a snake man and it doesn't work because he's a sucker. Yeah, that was also like just okay. Like there was a lot like the fodder. I'm glad we got to see them, but I think they all happened in like one episode. Like. Which is fine, because some of these fights took up like three episodes. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was a good fight, seeing more of what Conqueror could do. Um, and, you know, the duplicate Conqueror and like, I'm the real Conqueror in the back. So that was interesting, to say the least. Yeah, man. And, and that's kind of like the, the point of a lot of this is this is how you make a shonen work other than being like a short story run is by having a a big cast of characters that have like unique things that you can tell stories about. Yeah. So like we don't get a lot of Conqueror other than like this is his power in this episode. But like that's enough to tide us over for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Um but also you had the well, it's poor Tintin, like, who just got man railed. Like, she, she tries try so her hard. damn hardest. <laughs> she tries so hard. She Akon the hell out of this. Like, she had so many weapons and none of them did anything. And then Tintin just did her dirty. Like, or not Tintin, Tamari just did her dirty. Tamari, yeah. Yeah, like, didn't even really. No, for real. Like, you can't just, you can't just, like, let her fall out of the sky and be done. You gotta, like, break her back. Yeah, it was ugh, like then that's when I feel like we got into the real the real nitty gritty after we got to see that. That's I think after that was the was the Sakura Eno fight, I believe. And so before ten ten it was Sakura Eno. Okay. But let's get into this. So yeah. the whole thing with Sakura and Eno where they were like childhood friends. And the moment they realized when they were in, like, adolescence that they both loved Sasuke, it was now a rivalry. And so this was the chance to, like, really see that coming to a head. Like, them going at it and, like, dealing with both of them being beyond that and their own people and, like, having grown. It was a whole deal, man. It was some great shit. Yeah, no, it was, like... It was really cool to see the background of them just like how that rivalry started and everything like that. They were really the closest friends. And then they let again, pointlessly let a dude tear him apart. But seeing seeing that history that they had together made, like I said, it was a fight that didn't mean anything, but it meant a lot. Yeah. They uh they wound up like the moment they both were like all right. The moment so- uh, Sakura was like I'm going to take my headband off and put it on my forehead. You're like, "Oh shit." She's getting serious, man. And mm-hmm. then Eno does the same and they tell you what it means. It's like, "Bro." <laughs> um yeah. It's like it's like Ash turning his hat around about like some trainer on Route 114. This <sighs> like 
All right. They the match ends on a double knockout. No one of this match goes on to the finals. But like we learned something and it meant something to them and it was a good ass match. Yeah, no, most def. Like it was definitely one of the fights that like I liked the most in the prelims. Um but then after that I'm just so I'm just so scared, man. This is the last time watching Naruto that Sakura will do any more cool shit. I mean, until Shippuden, it really is. Like, we get some stuff with her training, which is kind of dope. But other than that, it really is just kind of lackluster for her. But she will do some cool stuff, like, training-wise. And... But we don't have to go through a whole part of her just being, like, of why people hate her. Because she's going to be like, Naruto, please bring him back at any means. Man, which is fine. At least it's not like, Naruto, I love you. No, you don't. I mean, that happens too. But, but hey, you know what? <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that in, you know, three years from now. Anyways... The fight's a draw. We're moving on to the next one. This is Shikamaru versus uh, the sound ninja girl that has a name that none of us know. <laughs> yeah. um, That was a pretty, like, her using... That's when you really get to see more of him using the shadow intimidation technique. And... And him using his tactics, bro. He's thinking about this shit. Yeah, he's moving steps ahead, and you're seeing how much of a threat he is. So. Yeah, man, like, he's lazy as hell, but he knows what he's doing. Like, the fact that he uses, like, the ring wall to dome this girl with these uh, shuriken. Like, man, 14 steps ahead. But, like, that's Shikamaru right there, which is, like, cool to see. Like, this is why these fights, while kind, like, in a bland setting, and you got to go through a number of them, it's cool to see each comparison as, like, the first way to see, like, each of these characters' powers and backstories and all that. So we wind up, after Shikamaru, we wind up Naruto versus Kiba. Yeah. And Naruto is like, we're really seeing, of all the people that's like really drained after like the forest of death, we see Naruto has zero gas in the tank left. Like Sasuke didn't have anything until he pulled it out, but that's because he had a curse mark. Naruto really doesn't know what the fuck he's doing right now, but he knows I'm not going to give up, which is Naruto's secret power. Yeah, which is this? This isn't when he does the Uzumaki barrage, is it? This is exactly when he does the Uzumaki. Yeah, okay. Barrage. Yeah. After, yep. After, um, Kiba brings out like the cool ass, like animal combo clone technique, and him and, um, Akamaru are going at it. And then he gets suckered. Man, that that was kind of lit, though. Like, when, when Naruto figures out, like, okay, I'm going to transform into Kiba, 
and he's going to have to figure out which one of us is the right wrong one. But I thought ahead and know he can smell me, so he'll punch me in the face. But when I turn into Akamaru, he'll think he was wrong and punch Akamaru in the face. And then I'll turn out and beat his ass. Like, yeah, seeing, <laughs> seeing Naruka, like, think about this shit is kind of fun. Because you're like, okay, he is a dumbass, but he can pull it out every now and again. Yeah, seeing his big brain, knucklehead, hyperactive energy is a very much delight. And seeing... Like, the way Naruto fights has always been interesting to me because he's never really had a strategy. Even, like, as Hokage, yeah. I don't think he has a strategy. <laughs> Be strong? Yeah, his strategy is I'm going to hit it until it breaks. <laughs> but after that... Which is kind of fun. You know, that's kind of fun because a lot of the other protagonists in the... Like, you kind of have two categories, right? You have the smart category and the strong category. Like Goku is in the very strong category. Goku loves to fight, and he just wants to continue to fight until he wins. He doesn't know how he's going to do it, but he does it. And that's kind of like the Naruto category. Like Naruto doesn't know how the fuck to do it. He can kind of piece it together from what he's seen and his experiences, but it's like he doesn't know where the fuck he's going when he starts fighting. He just knows, like, I need to do this because it's right. Yeah, like, and that's something that I feel like he ha- he's the only one really in the series, like, besides, I mean, no, he's probably the only one who is what you call his talk no jutsu, as they like to call it when he talks people down from fighting. Um, he's really the only one who's like, okay, like, I need to see the good in this situation. Everybody else is like, yeah, this is what it means to be a ninja, like, deaf and all this, and Naruto's like, there's gotta be a different way, and, you know, sometimes he finds one, sometimes he doesn't, but in the end, you know, he kept to his values, which is really what Naruto is overall about, or at least it yeah. was about until things got weird, but predominantly, I still say that's what it's about. I would ask when, but we're we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> Certainly, like, in, in this arc, we see, like, you're really rooting for the characters who stick to their guns like Naruto, and like our next match, Hinata and Neji. Yes. This is... This one was a whole... Like, a whole thing, because this is where... Like, Neji, I would... If I had... I still say Neji is probably my favorite Naruto character. And if you know anything about Neji's fate, you know that I'm upset. But... You no, see, for real, for real. You see, you see Neji, you see his story in this one, or you see a side to his story. Throughout the whole tuning exams, Neji's whole story unfolds, and it is a beautiful story. And one of my favorite fights in all of Naruto is Neji versus the dude from the Sound Ninja 4, whose name I always forget. But um, Neji and Hinata are cousins, first cousins. Um, Neji, the way the Hyuga clan works is that... You know, the older child goes to the main family and the second child goes to the branch family. And Neji... Yep. What's that? Just agreeing. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so Neji's dad is the second son. Yes. And uh, they were born... They were twins, so they were born seconds apart. Like minutes or something like that. 
So no, they're literally not related. They're they're not brother sister. Their mother is not the same person. No, I'm talking about Neddy's father and. Oh, Ned. okay, okay, my bad. Because of the mind. whole yeah. thing of like, if I had only been born like a yeah. minute or two early, you wouldn't be in this fate. But you find out that. Man. No, totally. Where whatever plan you're going on is exactly that. That shit is wild. Please continue. No, you're good. You're good. Um, but yeah, so you see that Neji has so much hostility because of the curse mark that they are branded with. And this is something that Naruto, like, feels because he has a seal on him. And, like, the fact that a whole village or, like, a group of people in the Leaf are doing this to their own kind is so wild. And you figure out what is going on. It's so much like a psychological thing. And Neji takes out that hate towards Hinata in this fight because Neji is from the branch family and Hinata is the somewhat royalty of the Hyuga clan and she's so much weaker than him and Neji had to get there and this whole fight was just about so much more and to the point like it's so one-sided and you get to this is the first time we really get to see Neji's like ability and strength and he was about to kill her like if well we don't know if he was about to kill her, but it was heavily implied by the way that fight was stopped by Kakashi yeah. Guy and Third Chick. Yeah, um, it 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 was absolutely wild, like seeing two um, two users of the what's their KK gun guy? Uh, the Byakugan. Byakugan. Seeing see two Byakugan users go toe-to-toe, like, even if Hanada's not physically strong enough to do it. She finally found the heart to fight. And Neji is physically stronger, mentally stronger, and just is willing to do whatever it takes to mark her for his conviction. Like, his hatred of the main branch. Because it's just like a spit in the face. You're the main branch. You're supposed to be something special. However, I can murk your ass and there's nothing you can do about it. Like, this is what this is supposed to be. This is why I'm stuck in the lot of life I am. Like, this doesn't make any sense and you should feel bad. Even though it's not Hinata's fault. But she has to bear the same thing that he does. And that's kind of, like, cool that that progresses down their relationship between Hinata and Neji. Like, they both deal with who they are as people, but also, like, who they are in their lot in the Hugo family. Yeah, no, it's a whole... It's a whole thing, and as the series progresses, that also progresses, and you see a very beautiful development in that, but, again... Yep. Until uh, until something tragic happened. Yeah, which even the creator was like, I don't know why I did that. I'm like, mm, me neither. <laughs> me neither. Talking, and that's another reason Man. I hate Boruto. Your life was so easy. Shut the fuck up. Sorry. <clears throat> anyway, um, I really got to make a video. Boruto, <laughs> which one of your friends? Oh, Boruto, anyway, how's your life going? Neji goes, my dad was never there, except he came home every night. And he was literally there for just, the first, just, like, like, 10 years of my life because he wasn't Hokage yet, but, yeah. 
man, I don't know. I want to not hate Boruto, but shit, man. Anyways, we're rounding out the prelims. Uh, Neji just marks Hinata uh, tragically. And then we wind up with one of the most hype fights of the entire prelims. If you have seen a single fight from Naruto, this is probably one of them. Yeah, man, Toji versus <laughs> Dosu. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. We've been waiting for this sound ninja to bring his revenge, man, and we finally get it. No, motherfucker. <laughs> it's Gara versus Lee. <laughs> yes. Like, the whole... This is... People say this is the best part of Naruto. Like, in... like I know people who have seen just this like, scene itself... And gone back to, like, watch the whole series. And there's, like, countless, like, people trying to do, like, the weighted, like, Rock Lee challenge to see if they can get super stronger by weighted. Like, but anyway, let's let's get into this one. What is this? Like, what is this fight? So, Gara is this sand ninja from the village hidden in the sand who just wants to murder people. Like, that's his singular goal of life. That's that's all he wants is to murder people. And watching Hinata damn near get murdered, he was like, well, it's time to kill something. I can't contain it anymore. And of course, Rock Lee doesn't know to not get in the ring with someone who just wants to murder him and can do so. So we get this bomb ass fight where we see Rock Lee. We get his whole ass backstory that he has no ninjutsu or genjutsu. He is simply a physical fighter using well-trained taijutsu. And we see him feeling Gara out, feeling Gara's like automated sand protection out and going beyond his own limits and unleashing the craziest shit we have seen so far. The fucking eight inner gates man we didn't know this shit existed until like episode two of this fight but it was lit yeah man it was it's wild like we like seeing his speed increase and just his taijutsu and just how that's all he has plus like his hard work like guy is or Rock Lee is one of the most hardworking characters in anime, I feel like, or in all of, like, fiction, if we're going to be honest, because, like, this man and his, and seeing his backstory, that's the thing about Naruto, like, Naruto does a lot of cut-in backstories, and they always hit, for the most part, like, those are the real tearjerker moments, like, seeing the whole, if I can't do a thousand kicks, I'll do 1,500 push-ups, and if I can't do that, I'm doing you know, 2,000 jumping jacks. And it's just always, like, him trying each day, every day. And because he... It is just so heart-wrenching to, like, watch, but so relatable because everybody has been in that thing that they want to do, they want to master to get better. So it's a whole kind of conundrum that just goes on, but you feel and you empathize with. 
and him being the ultimate tool of hard work and perseverance going against the complete opposite in Gara, who has kind of an automatic defense. He doesn't have to do anything, really. He just kind of lets the sand protect him, and then you find out yeah. later that Rock Lee was fighting one of the strongest things in the Naruto-verse, a whole Jinchuriki. So, Man, let alone him being a Jinchuriki. Like, what we know so far, like, Gara has never been hurt. Never been hurt in his entire career as a ninja. Like, everybody, everybody gets beat up. Everybody gets punched. Not Gara. Gara came through the fucking forest of death unscathed in it like 97 minutes. This is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And Rock Lee is putting his effort, his hard work into like going toe to toe and at one point having an edge on Gara. It's like a it's like a crazy big deal. It is. And like we see Rock Lee's infamous weight drop um on top of the on top of the stone like what would you call Man. that like the hand signal monument. I I don't Yeah. Um which is wild in general like cuz I'm like when I played Ninja Storm that was my location like if we were going to the side of the prelims, just no work was about to happen. So that that was my place. I loved it there. Um, but yeah, so like you get to see Lee get all up on there, throw the weights. They drop. Everybody's like, what? Like the only person who's not like what is Kakashi because he is, you know, ice cold Kakashi. But Sakura. She's like, what? Why did you teach him how to do this guy? He's gonna murder himself. Mm-hmm. Like, and then you see Naruto and, like, Tamari and everybody being like, whoa, like, this guy is crazy. And then Rock Lee, through pure determination and skill, manages to do the unthinkable and knock Gara's block off one time. Everybody's like, what? So... From there, we see this insane speed. Everybody's like, "How is this happening?" And we see, you, know, we see like a fight between basically a spear and a shield. And unfortunately, the shield was stronger than the spear due to the spear not being as sharp as it could have been, or the really the yeah. first time experiencing that amount of pain, which. Is crazy because when you see in comparison at the end of Naruto, what guy has to go to when he attempts something Bro. of the same feat. When guy opens all eight gates, which is a thing. Yes, like that was kind of lit. That that like you find out about this and it pays off later. Yes, that was like, a whole nine hundred episodes later. Yeah, the whole setup was worth episodes. it, and that was wild. I was like, let's go. Yeah. Um, but no, it like Lee takes the big L, gets his arm and his leg crushed by Gara out of spite. Gara's laying there on the ground and he's just like, nah, man, get fucked. And at the end of the fight, 
guy comes in because Gar is going for a second round to kill Lee. Guy comes in, matches it over, and Lee stands the fuck up, man. Lee stands up and is like, he puts that hand in front of him. You were expecting him to like wave the little come on symbol. And Guy's like, oh, Lee. No, what have I done? You're out on your feet, bro. But out of sheer willpower, you are standing up to fight again. You can't do anything. What have I done? Yes, your whole ass unconscious, my guy. Like, it was... It was a whole moment, you know? It was one of those things where... Where you just kind of are like, what? Like, you don't really know how to process things. Because you're like, wow, this is really deep. This is really real. This is, like, super sad. And also in comparison, it's wild because... You saw when, you know, Neji was fighting Hinata, like, what, four, three, four ninjas came? And then it was yeah. just Guy for this. Like, Guy was the only one. He was like, that's all I need. Like, I don't know if that was because everyone else was, like, kind of fearful of Gara, or Guy just got there that much quicker than everyone, or I, I wonder why Guy was the only one to like intervene. Was it to show that bond between him and Rock Lee, or was it something more? I think about that. Like when I was rewatching this, that was something that I thought about how no one else came. I think I think it's it's both his connection to Rock Lee, but also like only Lee knew the extent of Rock Lee's power. Like, everyone else was, like, blown away. So he was the only one to know what he could do and, like, where his limits were. Yeah. Where with, like, Hinata, everyone knew when the fuck she was going to be murdered. Like, it was clear as day. Like, but also, you didn't know what, like, Gara could do. So... I think Guy really was the only one around that knew how far things would go if he didn't step in. Yeah. Or he was the only one around, you know, which is, it serves a purpose either way. True, true. And, yeah, and basically after that fight, we had Chozy versus, or Chozy versus, Choji versus Dosu, who... Was a sound ninja who just the bandaged mommy looking mofo who was just like, yo, like, I'm just going to punch you in the stomach and then rupture your body. And that's going to be the fight. (laughs) And that's exactly what the fight was. I didn't even rewatch this fight just because we were down to the wire on time. There was. Um, And I remembered everything that happened. Yeah, it was. (laughs) There was really nothing to really watch. It was just. I think it lasted like 30 seconds. Like, it was really kind of just... Yes. The next episode is not even labeled for Choji. The next episode is like, uh, Sasuke uh, peril happens. Let me see. What What's this actually called? Um, let's see. A shadow in darkness. Danger approaches Sasuke. Choji does not get even an episode to his name. <laughs> nah. He makes it 
like three minutes and then there's other more important story stuff to go on. Yeah. I just whole ass feel bad for the whole sound ninja squad. Like No, for real. Especially because after this, we don't get any more sound ninja. Yeah. They were cool. But that's it. It's a wrap. We're done. Yeah, they had the coolest fit too with like the bluish camo and all that, like, but like and it's a whole village. Like, what happened to this village of people? Like, just <laughs> where are they? They never Asking came a back. Real question. Like, just what? Orochimaru used them for the um, the Nine Tails fucking summoning or something like that. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know, man. Yeah. He used his own people for the the resurrection. How was voodoo? So. That was just sad. Why not? I was like, why you do these girls like that? Or girl and boy like that? They didn't deserve this. But, yeah. They didn't. But he, he his arms are blown up. What else is he going to do? Recover? Nah. True. He could be <laughs> the second Hokage. True. And then, you know, the first <sighs> can be a female. Which, why not? We ain't asking no questions, bro. We ain't asking no questions. But yeah, that's a wrap for the tuning exam prelims. Um, it what a wild ride to go back and watch this and it not be a slog. Yeah, no, it was really entertaining. Like I was really invested into it, kind of like I was just watching it all over again for the first time. Now I did watch it at like warp speed, but even then, it's like you don't miss much, and if you do. The fight scenes, you slow them down. And oh my God, some of them fight scenes, man, especially that entire Rock Lee fight, animated absolutely gorgeously. Yes, like it was the whole, like it was so fluid too. Like the fluidity in all of these fights were just like really, they really held up against the test of time. And it was like, like, people just, like, there's really no sound reasoning to hate on Naruto like people do. I think it's just, like, preference for whatever reason. And, you know, preference is fine as long as you acknowledge it's your own opinion. Yeah. Like, if you say, I don't like Naruto because I don't like this, this, and this, that's fine. But, like, it's not like Naruto is bad. Equally, I guess Baruto isn't bad. I just haven't found a reason for me to like it. Yeah, personally, I think it's hot garbage, but, you know, it does fit the points of required storytelling. Shino was so much cooler in Naruto. I don't know what you're telling me with this whole Boruto shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, everybody was cooler. Like, I mean, like, I was like, don't get me wrong, I still love Hinata, but like, Honestly, you could have done so much more with her character. I felt like she got hard chichied, like where she could have just been bomed or like I mean, she has a whole clan basically. She's a princess technically. So, I mean, whatever. Bro, Boruto's head looks like a fucking apple. Like where did that come from? I don't know. It looks like a kiwi. It's weird. It's really weird and uncomfortable. Anyway, we'll clown more on Boruto. Next episode, we cover some more Naruto, which will definitely be the tuning finals because all of those are lit. Yes. Um, but that come, that'll come up next month. 
here on your typical Shonen protagonist. You can catch the product on all your podcatchers. We're talking Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Podcasts, whichever podcatcher you prefer at your typical Shonen protagonist or on Twitter at your TSP. That's U-R-T-S-P. Kai, you got a Twitter too? Yes, you can find me at Static Dreads with a Z um, because I'm cool. Let me know if you're there. Show up. Be like, hey, just comment on something. Tag me. We can talk about it. Yeah, man. You could catch the other product. We're talking content breaker on all of the podcatchers or uh, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, at content breaker. We'll catch y'all next week for more anime, uh, anime 